This is a HeadGum Original. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. If I were you and you were me, then I'd be you and you. Wait, who am I supposed to be again? Oh yeah, that's right. I think I'm you, my friend. Whoa, okay. You know, we usually yeah. just play this music, shout out the artist, and move on with our lives. And sometimes we don't even do that. Yeah, sometimes we forget. <laughs> but today we actually have the musician uh, that wrote that song. And not only that, Kelsey Ayer, you did not write that song for us. That was some sort of weird cosmic coincidence because you now have a podcast on the HeadGum Network. So explain that all to me. Uh, yeah. Um, explain the cosmos. Explain the universe. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you... I start from the top. Yeah. God created what? Yeah, and yeah. then like move us all the way to here. Oh, you have let's say thirty seconds. So I uh, I made this show. My friend started an internet radio station because COVID hit, and and he was a creative person, didn't have anything to do anymore. So he was like, "You should make a radio show for, and you can do whatever you want." And he's always been a fan of like my comedic side, and uh, uh, so I made this show about six people who had a variety TV show for 10 years on television and then it got canceled. So they took it to radio and I wanted to put, make this into a podcast, asked HeadGum if they would have me and they did. Thank you guys. You're HeadGum, Oh right? yeah. I listened to the, I, <laughs> That's right. When I heard that yeah. pilot, I was like, this is so, it's so bizarre. It's so funny. It's, do you do all the voices on that show? Yeah. That's crazy. How big is yeah. uh, <laughs> So how big is that cast? Uh, there's six people, and then there's, like, um, guests that come on sometimes. Uh, uh, w- somebody's cousin comes on one time. Uh, uh, there, there's, like, different people that come on. So, But every uh, show I'll do, each of the, one of the cast members will, will sing a song. And for the second episode, um, Benjamin uh, on the show, who is, like, uh, stoned or high all of the time, uh, wrote a song about being on mushrooms, uh, or while he was on mushrooms, and it's called If I Were You. And then I got the podcast to be a headgum podcast. And then uh, Claire at Headgum was like, hey, there's a show called If I Were You. And they take songs uh, based on the title of the show. Uh, can you write something? And I was like, uh, I wrote this is already part of the show. <laughs> like, do they want to use that? Maybe? 
Yeah. And yeah. So what? What the fuck? It's a perfect wild. Fit. Yeah. Just like cosmic kin kinship. <laughs> That's right. And the show Kismet. very aptly named the Kelsey Ayer on the radio TV show. It's Kelsey Ayer. The Kelsey Air TV show on radio. As a podcast. So Kelsey Air TV show yeah, on radio yeah. on Headgum. A friend convinced me to uh, uh, give it a really long name, which I, I constantly am regretting. <laughs> it's got to be good for your SEO, though. Yeah? Yeah. There's a lot of shows that are like, if, if I were you, titled, and people can't necessarily find our podcast. If somebody searches... Kelsey Air on TV on the radio. Yeah, they'll definitely yeah. find it. And yeah. our, our nice. other oh, web yeah. series was called Lonely and Horny, so that's like really tough to type into a search engine. You don't want. Yeah, do that. you're probably finding more videos than podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's for you, sure. Go ahead and that's right. Go ahead and Google that. <laughs> um, so on this here show, we answer people's questions, and we figure, you know what? Why don't you stick around for a question? You can help us um, dissect this sticky situation and maybe provide some insight that Jake and I usually mm. can't. Cause you're in Texas right now. Usually we have advice from the West coast and East coast straight in the middle. Now we can get it from somewhere in the middle. I'm, I'm in the middle. And let me say, I am the authority on all things, Texas. Yeah. And who doesn't want advice from yeah. Texas? Let's, <laughs> let's right. hear it. Uh, all right. So all we need is a fake name that we can call this guy so that we can, you know, preserve some level of anonymity. We, we don't want to out him outright on this podcast you, you so what should we call you this don't want to dox Kelsey? him yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> then people all of our millions of fans like find where he lives and they right. start egging it's, his we've house. only it's ever doxed accidentally like five to ten people i would say mm. and they're probably fine with it because it's a nice dox they were happy at the end of the day <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not what's Finally. commonly known as you know the normal dox a pro dox is, is this yeah this, so this it's guy's like, uh so who do i get to name him it's oh a, yeah, it's a dude you or, get to or name a lady. Anything you want? Okay, a Canadian dude. Oh, uh, 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 Shane. <laughs> Shane, that's perfect, dude. Shane, you took three minutes of just lost in thought, and then you you came out with the perfect name. Shane. Shane's a cool I, that, It's not bad, right? And he's he's like looking at snow right now. He's got flannel on. He it's like total Shane. Oh yeah, he's got one of those like hunting caps on with the flaps. Yeah, yes, I could see that. Yes, in a a cold pocket of Canada, writes longtime listener, working up the nerve to send a theme song. There you have it. But in the meantime, I have a question. Do it like Kelsey did. I was dating a girl about a year and a half ago when, due to some extreme intoxicated errors, I kissed someone else and we broke up. I'm terribly ashamed of it. But it is what it is, and I can't change it. That being said, I recently discovered that she left a ring of hers at my house, and I believe it was a family heirloom of some sorts. So, I haven't spoken to her since we broke up in July, and I think that's the way she wants it, because again, I was not a great person. However, I'm considering breaking the radio silence to ask her if she wants me to drop off this thing. I asked my roommate, and they presented three different options. One, keep the ring and pretend I never found it. Two, put it in a bag and drop it in her mailbox. Or three, just message her like a normal person. It's a bit of a ridiculous situation, but I don't want to bug her in case the ring isn't hers. And as I said, we haven't spoken to her or anything since July, so it prefers... So it's clear that she prefers us not speaking. Your fan, who stays away from alcohol for now, Shane. <laughs> All right, Shane. Oh, these are three bad options. It seems right. Uh, no, I know. I it like really one depends of them. on the context, right? I don't. I like one of the options. Did it say how yeah. long they dated mm. for? Uh, I think a year and a half. A year and a half. So I, I have, um, I have a decent like um, 
like decent relationships with all my exes where it's like, uh, just, just everyone is cool. Everyone is nice and everyone is friendly. Um, and my wife always makes fun of me for that and always gives me shit because she does not have that experience. Mm. And a lot of, you know, most people don't. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's, so in like in my head, I'm like, oh, I would, I would feel fine reaching out to any ex, but I've never, I've never cheated on anybody. That's the wrinkle. That's probably right. why they're friends with you still, yeah. because you didn't betray all my their all trust. my exes, all my exes hate me, and I almost, I pretty much universally cheated on them. So <laughs> it makes it makes sense. Um, Actually, all your exes live in Texas, so Kelsey is probably near them too. So like, there's probably some sort of exes for Jake's convention going on in Texas right now. You can ask them no. what they'd want to do with the ring. Wait, don't don't dox me. Oh my god! Don't tell don't tell them what's happening. Here come the eggs. <laughs> um, well, what would you guys do? Would you guys text? Would you guys throw it off? Would you guys ignore it? The reason they're all bad options is because if if you if you message, which I think is the best, is like sort of the best option, but it's not her ring, then it kind of looks like you're a scumbag, like sleeping around, and like women are just leaving your leaving jewelry at your place all the time. Um, and if you drop it off at her house, the worst case scenario is it is her ring and she knows that only you could have left it in a bag on her doorstep and you look like a asshole then too. And then you can't just keep the ring. There's, that's why I think there's no good option, but I do have, I have an alt. Okay. Um, so do you want to hear it? Okay. You have a roommate text or get in touch with her. That's and and the roommate just pretends they're the one that found the ring. He said he lives with roommates. You say, "Hey, so and so, I think I maybe found a ring of yours under the couch. Whatever, um, is this your ring?" And then you're not even involved, but she gets the ring back. But isn't that just as bad as the guy texting? Like you, got, like that roommate got her phone number from the guy, and then it's like now it's the another layer I'm just to picturing, unpack. Well, you, you don't need a number. You could get in touch with somebody a million different ways, like if they just are on, on Instagram or something. And that way it's like, it's not necessarily like this guy thinks this ring is yours, but isn't sure. And, you know, she could be mad at him because like, if it's a family heirloom, then hell, he should have known. And if it's not her ring, then he's a scumbag. Do you, do you okay. So you take him out of the right. situation. Well, let's take into account that they're Canadians. So maybe they're like a little nicer, mm. like a tiny bit. That's true. And, and sorry about that. Sorry about that. They would. They so, would sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. And 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 maybe since July, like she's gotten over it, or they have moved on enough. I don't know. It was only a kiss. What if you drive? What if you drive to her house and you get on one knee and say, "I found <laughs> no, this, is this ring." <laughs> You dropped this, queen. <laughs> uh, that's not my ring. I think it belongs to the girl that you cheated on me with. Oh, really? Man. Shit. Oh, man. I feel you know like the real wrinkle, lives. the wrinkle, the biggest wrinkle of all is that he clearly still has feelings for her. Like, he regrets the breakup. He's overthinking getting in touch with her. He's not drinking anymore because he feels so bad. Like, maybe beyond the ring, there's some kind of closure that you're seeking. And you don't even have to worry about the ring for right now. You just can say, I want to apologize. By, and then at the end, be like, by the way, is this yours or something? Or you use the ring for the closure. You say, is this your ring? Can I return it to you? Let's get coffee, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, using it as, as like a, a, an olive branch to apologize 
I, I think that's probably should be a part of it. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> and then yeah. you could do something like, and you can, you can keep it. You can have this ring if you accept my apology. You can kind of use it as a... Um, as uh, as leverage, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, this is when we start getting into <laughs> real sticky territory. Just drive by her house, and throw the ring, and then she'll be like, "Oh, the snow melted, and I found this old ring or my old ring, and it's, it has nothing to do with this guy it, anymore." If, if you want to stay completely out of it, yeah. If you don't forgive me, I'm melting this ring, okay? And and there I'm going go. to make a really obnoxious nose ring and give it to the girl oh, that gosh. I cheated That's on so you with. That's so hot. Okay? And, and, That's how bad I need yeah, closure. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll buy all the masonry melting pot shit on Amazon, and I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. I'll, ru- I'll It's going to look like fucking Mordor in yeah, my garage. Yeah, Don't you yeah, worry yeah. about that. Uh, Shane, shut up. I love you. I needed to hear that. You never used to say weird shit like that. Now I want to get back together with you. You never You've changed everything about us. You never were so Let's weird be together. to me. Weird and threatening to me with my with my precious belongings. <laughs> my precious. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to Lord of the Rings. Uh, what did did uh, we did we choose? We gave options, but why don't we do, let's literally, like the song, like the podcast says, what would you do if if that were you? I would probably ignore it and pretend I didn't see it. Just move on with my life. And You're an yeah, asshole. You're yeah. a ring thief. Sorry. You're, you're fucking Smeagol. You're a golem. I'm, All right. Yeah, I just, you, you lost the ring, and I'll just pretend I never found it, and then I don't have to think about it anymore. That's what I would do. Mm, 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 mm. I would do the alt thing. That my, my the roommate? Uh, I'd ask my roommate to do it. Yeah, I would have someone else return the ring for me because I'm a confront. Uh, I'm conflict averse. Yeah, I I would. Uh, I am also conflict averse, um, and uh, I would probably think about it for like another year, and then and then like forget <laughs> about it, and then five years later I would remember it, and then I'd be like, oh shit, and then. And then I would, and then I would be like, it's too late. And then it'd be over. <laughs> that's probably what, so sort of a realistically, of that's, that's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. No, well, no offense to uh, Miranda. Yeah, it's definitely Miranda. Listen, you can't be wrong when you're saying what you would do. That's just, that's your truth. And that's fair. Thanks. Um, all right, Kelsey. What, one more time. What's that podcast? <laughs> the Kelsier TV show on radio, the podcast. Maybe I just like start doing that because it's like uh, the ride. Yeah, the ride, the experience, <laughs> and the you, book. You can just go to headgum.com and it's there. That's like the easiest way for to sure. Find it. Yeah, you guys would know, right? Your headgum, yeah, or you can search. Um, and w- yeah, will you tell us? Give us like the the elevator pitch for the podcast, even though you sort of already did, but that it was tied into this theme song. Right. So, how would you describe the podcast to anybody? Uh, it, it it it's uh this this late night TV show host and his cast members got can their their television show of ten years canceled, and they're trying to revive it on radio as a podcast. There you have it. There it is. And it's amazing. It's excellent, heartwarming, <laughs> uh, so funny and thoughtful. And the person who does it is just like, 
so handsome and <laughs> that's you uh yes 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 it is wildly impressive that you're able to do this and you're just also a professional musician on the side like you're doing comedy yeah, we didn't even say what we didn't even tell, talk about your your other yes career. yeah do you want to tell everybody what you what well, you do I, aside from so, the so I, i'm in a i'm in a, a medium font size coachella band called local natives um nice medium font size coachella yeah. that's a great descriptor to yeah it's you get in that font size it's hard to move up um but uh you know it's all it's all good i'm appreciative to be any font size that's that's that is that is zen 2021 <laughs> talking uh i like it I, yeah i i i'm in this <laughs> any font size yeah, is okay i'm in this me. i'm in this band i've been in local natives for for I've been singing with these guys for 16 years. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A long time. And then uh, our, all our tours got canceled. Um, and, uh, and And I've always, I've loved comedy so much and I've always loved making my friends and them laugh and stuff. And I've always wanted to do it in some form. I've, I've tried like open mic standups on the road that have either, wow. they've either been fine or horrible. Um, yeah, that sounds yeah. scary. That sounds yeah, terrifying. it's rough. Uh, I did some groundlings classes, but uh, apparently you need to commit. You need to marry the groundlings for ten years straight uh, to do anything Ooh. to get anywhere with that. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! But so finally, the pandemic happened, and my friend was like, "Do a radio show, and you can do whatever you want." And this thing just just happened, and uh, I was like stunned that it felt like it happened so quickly. It was over the summer. Every week, I tried to like finish a whole episode with like a like a fake commercial and a joke song and a skit, and 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 uh, wow. I, and so like all of these are that's on the podcast. They're all like tinkered with, but basically were made in the span of a of a few days. Damn, that is that's really impressive. And I mean, we love it. We're honored to have it on the network all right cool well kelsey thank you so much for dropping by for lending your voice for lending your song for having a podcast and for answering that question <laughs> oh yeah amazing yes uh my pleasure thank you for having me of course well let's take a break and come back with more questions and answers after these messages thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of our show oh yeah baby uh it can be easy to ignore your social battery and spread yourself thin, but that's not helping anybody. Right on. It is not. If you're feeling depressed or anxious about the state of the world or some sort of interpersonal relationship you're having with family, friends, loved ones, your job potentially. Mm. Oh yeah, that's true. The best way to help yourself out of life's difficult situations is to talk to a professionally licensed therapist. And the best way to find a therapist is with BetterHelp. Exactly right. Finding a therapist used to be so difficult. You used to like have to ask a friend of a friend, drive to a waiting room, give Give it a shot, see how it goes. But with BetterHelp, right. you just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist right away, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Perfect. And you know the whole thing's online, too. Oh, yeah. So you don't have to drive somewhere. You don't have to sit anywhere. You can just log on from your house. You can even text your therapist, which is very nice. That's cool. So find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Just visit BetterHelp.com segments today to get 10% off your first month. Therapists can be very expensive. With BetterHelp, they're affordable. And if you go to betterhelp.com slash segments, you'll even get an extra 10% off their already more affordable price uh, for your first month. You'll love to hear it. So treat your mental health seriously. 
Take advantage of this great offer. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash segments. Segments. Thank you, BetterHelp. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Aunt the You know, I think kind of, kind of. I watched a show recently that Mm. I pretty much liked. It was pretty good. You pretty much liked and it was pretty good and you want to advise people to watch it? it? Okay. I vaguely craved watching it. Like Jill didn't want to watch it as fast as I wanted to watch it, you know? Like, that's okay. how I feel like a show is good, where I'm like, can we watch the next episode? Like, hey, what are you doing? Do you want to watch an episode of blank? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and she said no, so though. it was like that. Well, no, she was into it also. So if I, it feels, it's so hard to find a show that, like, everybody likes and we're all on the same episode of, and it's just like, when you find a show that you're watching with someone, it's like... You know, it feels good. So I want to give someone listening that feeling. Have you ever, how many times do you watch a pilot and you're like, nope, that's not it. We're not watching another episode of that. Or we give up. Hmm. I feel like more often I'm spending way too much time looking for the perfect show to start. I see. Like, I think I've I've wasted like hours of valuable TV watching time scrolling through TV starting something for like a few seconds and then not liking it, uh, reading a list about what's available, trying to <laughs> sign up for like a free weekly trial of stars so I can watch something, you know? Uh-huh. I feel like all of the hunting for the TV takes a longer time. And usually by the time I've watched a pilot, I feel like I've, I'm committing to watching the first season. Like I've first finished season. 10 episodes of shows that I hated. Yeah. Wow. Definitely. Like what? What's a show that you hated but you watched a full season of? Um, Your Honor on Showtime, Brian Cranston. <laughs> oh, Avita watched that and really liked it, I think. Well, she's actually not right to do that. 
to it was like an israeli mini series or something no you're thinking of a different thing you're thinking of um tehran (laughs) i think no i think this yes i think he plays a judge right and then his son is like it yeah, I think that was an Israeli miniseries, and they oh, made they it adapt. into All right. Yeah. Cool. There's also, there was another ada- Israeli miniseries <laughs> that they adapted called Tehran, but I guess that was on Apple TV. <laughs> anyway. But that was the anyway. entire show. That wasn't just the first season, right? Like, they made eight episodes, and that's it forever, I think. Oh, of Your Honor? Yeah. Yes, I believe, I believe that is correct. And it okay. seems like, I don't know, it was so bad. They, they like, found out in the, like, while they're filming i think covid fucked it up and then they found out like after they had shot some of the other episodes that they weren't getting a second season so they like had to tie it up in an episode and i see it's all but it's all it was all garbage it's so bad it's a really bad show my show that i like that's actually good is called the bridge it's a reality (laughs) tv competition show okay so okay yeah why not just watch sports at a certain point the ultimate reality competition show is like eight hours of basketball every day. Why is the bridge better than that? Because in the bridge, it's like 12 uh, people from the United Kingdom in the north, like countryside of England in the woods, uh, building an 850 foot bridge to a little island where there's $100,000 in cash. So they have to work together to build a bridge there it's shot really well it's narrated by james mcavoy which you can't say about basketball and (laughs) i think the reason that sports are interesting is to me anyway is like when when there's emotional stakes you know like you can't just turn on a game and be like oh this is this is good i'm watching good basketball like i like to know the stories of people on the team like these guys uh have a rivalry this person has never beat this person you know right like, stuff like that and that's what the yeah. the bridge really gives you it, it gives you the backstory yeah it's weird with with basketball the players get paid either way so it's weird that they care so much like at the end of the year the players that made 30 million should be jumping for joy like they just won a championship whether or not they actually yeah. did and then but the poor have, players should walk off the court bummed and upset even if they did win a championship if they don't make as much cash they're all i think they're just like driven by being competitive like it's it's got to be part of your nature to like be to strive to be the best means like you love winning i wonder if you could like ask lebron if you if he would choose to get paid less and win a championship or get paid more and lose every year it feels like he would want to win every year yeah and that's that's why I'll never make it because like as soon as I ink that huge contract, I'm going to be celebrating. Yeah, yeah, like if I'm if like Mike Conley is a non All Star point guard makes thirty five million a year. I'm just at the end of every game, whether we lost by twenty or one by six, mm-hmm. I'm sort of popping the champagne in the locker room after because you're and rich. Everybody asks all. me. Yeah, I made one point six million dollars this week. That's why I'm fucking thrilled yeah yeah and it's getting into the eyes of like a 10-day contract undrafted rookies that are making like sixty-eight thousand dollars. they have to celebrate with me i mean the contracts have clauses so like if you're drunk every night hung over off of champagne on the court they probably you would be in breach of your contract like they really probably (laughs) stipulate that you have to like try you know you can't i didn't read the things I didn't read the fine print. Um, yeah, there is fine print. You know, Aaron Boone, actually, the reason the reason the Yankees got A-Rod is because Aaron Boone broke his 
or fucked up his knee playing pickup basketball, which was actually a violation of his contract. <laughs> he wasn't allowed to play pickup basketball. So they were able wow. to drop him and they picked up A-Rod. And for that, sir, <laughs> you are cut from the Grizzlies. That's right. Well, he's on Utah now, so that's probably fine for Mike okay. Conley specifically. Yeah. Yeah. But the, no, right. Yeah. The jazz the jazz will the jazz don't mind. Yeah. So anyway, it's these guys are building a bridge, a bridge to cash, and we're supposed yeah. to just sort of watch them. And that they have to, are they like engineers, or is it just like me and you trying to guess what a bridge would look like? It's they're, <laughs> they're like no, they're all such random. They all have very random jobs. There's one guy who like is kind of an engineer. He works on cars, and then eventually, like a, a military vet who was an engineer comes in in the middle of the show. I, I don't want to spoil anything, okay? Like, you've got to just see for yourself. But the point is that the $100,000, only one of them will win it, but they still all have to work together to get to the island. So like, <laughs> just for the opportunity to win $100,000, they need to work together building the bridge. And then once they've done that, then they don't know who is going to win or how, but they know only one person will walk away with the money. And they keep on playing like mind games with people like at some point like um somebody has a choice to like either bring like tools that they need uh back to the back to the camp to help with the bridge or he can take five thousand dollars from the pot uh it seems like they're making up rules as they go along in this weird they you certainly should, are. have you seen survivor like people really like survivor and that's like more I haven't cash seen survivor. And, yeah <laughs> i have not seen survivor it's really like it's funny i think of myself as somebody who doesn't care about reality tv and i don't really watch any reality tv but then like something like love is blind came on and i and i fucking loved it i watch i think I love reality TV and I try to avoid it unless unless like somebody ropes me into it and then I like binge consume all of it. Yeah, I think everybody likes reality TV. The thing is that people that don't like it are just not watching it and so they don't get sucked in. Right. But like if you forced someone to sit down and watch three episodes of 10 different reality TV shows, they'll probably want to f- continue watching like 8 out of the 10. Like they're they're chemically made to be addictive and you're you're just naturally wanting to watch more that's right that is correct i i remember like just getting into like like eight years ago like a real estate bravo show or like uh persian dudes of beverly hills like yeah it's not something that i liked but like once you watch four of them you're like oh i can't wait to find out what these people are up to this week yeah it's almost like a podcast, actually. Once you start, once you like just sort of know somebody, you like get someone's vibe. You're like, oh yeah, I'll just like watch them do stuff. They're my friend, you know? Yeah. Oh, interesting. We should do that. We should start like a podcast about like. We already have a podcast. I'm that's saying like it could we, be. That's true. I was going to say that's like. What this, yeah. That's what this segment is. We're, yeah, we I was going to say show. we can give tips about like what we're watching, answer some questions, that's what and we're doing. let people into we have our the lives. Podcast. That's yeah, true. That's true. That's yeah, I get that. that. Right I get now. that. Why would we start a second product project? My identity action? was stolen. <laughs> no shit. Actually, really? I was. You shouldn't have made it your Instagram bio. I was had. I was taken advantage of, and I had to become somebody's dog for a week. I was so hacked and hacked. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you're wondering why I'm poor and sad today, you know why. I signed up for an account. And I need an account. it wasn't real. <laughs> I haven't paid my taxes in a day. Which is fine because I'm not because <laughs> I paid estimated through 2024. <laughs> I'm in between slobs, so these two sort of messy billionaires pass me around back and forth. One week with Tim, one week off. One week with Rob, one week off. So right now I'm in between slobs on Bravo, and like this show is about what happens <laughs> when I'm in between. Of- these 90 Day slobs. Fiance. I think that's the premise of 90 Day Fiance. Really? I can't be certain, but I think that is. <laughs> oh, actually, we got a question about scamming. So why don't we answer this oh. guy's question? We'll right. call him uh, Scam. What's a good, what's a famous person whose name is Sam? Um, Sam uh, Mendez, the director. Yeah. Call this guy Scam Mendez. Nice. Sup, Jews. I matched with a girl on Hinge, and she was cute and seemed fun and cool. Anyway, we were chatting, and she uh, she mentions that she actually doesn't live in my city of D.C., but is moving here in a couple weeks. We've been test- texting back and forth for a couple days, but today she asked me to help her move. Is this girl for real, or is she scamming me to get some free labor just with the promise of a date and possibly not even pizza and beer? Thanks, love scam mendez so Mm. this lady is chatting is like yeah i actually don't live in dc but i am moving if you can help me carry the couch out of the u-haul and up the two floors it's a third story (laughs) walk up and then afterwards maybe we can get a drink is moving a cute first date or is it terrible bad very not good i think (laughs) a cute first date to help someone pick up a lamp that they bought on Craigslist or or something like that. Like a, a furniture pickup that's something lighter than armchair or less, okay? Nightstand maybe, no dresser, no couch, no soap, not even a love seat, okay? If I can be fucking real with everybody. I don't think a chore, look, a chore is a bore. <laughs> That's what I'll say. <laughs> this is That's you on I'm... the bridge explaining why you took five grand instead of asking for nails. <laughs> Listen, we can build the bridge, but I'd rather have a fucking VW bug when I get back. So I took Will someone cash. here date me? <laughs> I'm serious. I'll help you move when we get back off the island or on the island, whatever the fuck we're supposed to do. Yeah. At the same so, time, she like I th- I don't think that it's necessarily a scam. I feel like this person's moving to a new city or a new neighborhood and they don't know anybody yet. So they do genuinely need help. But Yeah, a scam would be like, "Hey, meet me here." And then it's like, "Oh, there's a U-Haul filled with couches and now you have to move them." Like yeah. she's being kind of upfront about her intentions, which is to help if, you. Right. If anything, it'd be more of a scam if if she wanted to help you move, because then all your stuff's in a truck and she could drive away or something. You know, that's actually a like, pretty good scam. Yeah, that's really it's good. It's a solid actually. scam. Yeah, you like. Date so how could I say I can help? You I wonder. Move. It doesn't. You have a job. You run a podcast network. I know, but I'm just wondering if I could. And we have a Patreon, mm. and it's just like you're because I can fine. get on Hinge. You don't need to. 
Right now, not I'm sort of in between two sloths. Sloths. So if we I know. can, not everything some, needs to yeah. be a grift. Not everything is an opportunity for you to fucking con people out of their money. By the way, you couldn't be on Hinge. You couldn't close if you were paid to. Okay, you wouldn't get. You a really match. don't think I can steal a chair off Hinge? Holy shit! <laughs> I'm gonna set up a if profile I, right now, yeah, and I'm gonna like leave here. With an Ames. Yeah. Six months to get a fucking Herman Miller or better? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so. My aim is to get an Ames, all right? So that's what I'm sort of going for. And once I'm there and I have the chair, buyers beware, you'll owe me $5,000 at the end of the day. Talk about buyer's remorse. (laughs) I mean, come on. Um, What? I would. Ju- I was just. Making a- <laughs> I mean, what? I was making a joke about how anybody who matched with you would be regretful, because don't even take it personally, because you were talking about robbing them. Why are you looking at me like you're upset? You really think that I'm not good enough to be with a chair owner, right? <laughs> Say it. <laughs> You've been sort of hemming and hawing around the whole issue. <laughs> so why don't we? Why don't you say what you're hawing. thinking? Yeah, I, say what all, you think. This entire conversation started with me saying that you couldn't get with somebody that had a chair. And email. wow, and he said Six it. Congratulations, it. Yeah. episode four seventy six. Or you didn't. And the truth it. comes flowing out. That's right. Congratulations. <laughs> yep. No, Congrat- I, thank you. I've been in Stop therapy clapping. for twenty years, and I never made a breakthrough <laughs> like that. That's really good. Thank you. You actually fucking said it. You can it. stop clapping. You can really stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. That just... it. I knew you were going to say it, and it still hurt to hear. Because like, I didn't think you had the balls to fucking stare me over the Zoom <laughs> eyes and say, say yeah, you don't have what it takes to get with someone who has a chair. <laughs> <laughs> say it if you think Oh, and my that. girlfriend... <laughs> She's a chair owner. What? what? She, like she owns a chair store or like a furniture line? No, no. She uh, she has a set of like four chairs that she bought from Ikea. <laughs> and, uh, and an accent yeah. seat. And an ottoman to boot. God, I love a girl with a good accent seat. Or better. So... This lady asks you to help her move. You're saying, uh, I'm unavailable that day. Or, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. But let me know when you're settled in. Yeah, I feel like... I think you can just get out of it without being like, I don't think we're at the stage where I can help you move. I think you could find out the date that she's doing it uh, and just say you're not available. That's fine. I don't think that she's like counting on you it sounds like it was a kind of a casual ask so like yeah you're gonna be okay but i would not do it i think it's cute for a second but then moving is hard there's a there's highs and lows so you don't want to be there for the lows like imagine but how do you, you how do you get out of like if she's like hey could you help me move on saturday what do you say um i would be like 
this Saturday? And she'd be like, yeah. yeah. I was like, is there any other day you could do it? And then she'll say, no, it <laughs> sure. has to be this Saturday. Sunday. <laughs> Let's oh, do it on well, Sunday then. <laughs> is it this weekend? I'm going out of town. I actually. I'll do it for Monday for you, sweet cheeks. As long as you can help me for free. <laughs> it's a long weekend, actually. It's a long, it's a long weekend. It's a long everything, baby. Let's do Tuesday then. No pizza or beer, but you'll be there, my dear. And you can help me move. Unless you have a hemorrhoid. <laughs> and now she's sort of put you in a checkmate Queen's Gambit situation where you have to admit you either have an anal fissure of sorts or you can help her lift up the armoire. Yeah, I guess if she backed me into that much of a corner, I would admit <laughs> That my anus had a, a <laughs> popped little blood vessel on it, and I couldn't, I couldn't exert myself too much. That's really hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I wouldn't want anything to happen to my ass. What if you show up and there's five other guys that she's been chatting with, all on a hinge, <laughs> all down to help her move? Now that's it's like a, a, scam, a sitcom baby. episode. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Thank some more sponsors and come back with more questions and answers after this. Oh, yeah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we're back. Hey, All right. Hey. One last question. This one's a goodie. This one's a lady right. who will call... Who's a lady on bridge? Or is it the bridge? Uh, yeah. Uh, the bridge. Um, let me... Jesus. I don't remember anybody's name. Um, oh, well, just... Well, I remember... Oh, God. What about Bridget? It's sort of like that's a female per- bridge. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. I don't think anybody... Uh, cares about the bridge too much all right bridget writes uh my boyfriend turned fiance proposed to me recently and i'm genuinely excited to marry him as we told friends and family i started to learn some of the details behind the engagement he decided to propose sometime in early december um so i started doing the math in late November, I mentioned him to him out of nowhere that I thought I ought to give him more blowjobs. I don't remember what got me thinking about it, but we've been together for four years, and while other things have increased in frequency, I admittedly haven't gone down on him much this past year as I had when we first started dating. To put it bluntly, after this conversation in November, I approached sucking dick with the enthusiasm of a misguided Dyson engineer. Sheesh. Wow. Here's my question. Should I be worried that he proposed a few weeks after this started? Specifically, I'm worried that the dopamine from copious cock... 
<laughs> cocksucking put him in a state of mind where getting engaged to ASAP seems like a good idea. Given the short amount of time between his decision to propose and when we got engaged, I'm worried that I'll regret this in a few months when the dust has settled. Should I bring it up or just hope the timing is unrelated? <laughs> huh. This is like a, a modern Seinfeld or an Always Sunny subplot. She, yeah. He only it proposed to me because I was going down on him more often. <laughs> this is a life hack. Mm. For what? Like, if you ever want the dude to do something, it's like, okay, let's <laughs> no. give him the fucking dopamine rush. And then he'll, I don't know, propose or give me that chair that I've always wanted. So, like, for example, I really want, like, let's say I'm talking to you and I really want, I'd love to, like, stay at your house this summer. And you're like, probably not. And then you So just... I would blow you. Back yeah, I would, blow, I would go down I, on you for a month. I, ew, in a row? <laughs> See, now we're talking about it. Let's fucking negotiate. You're at the very least intrigued as to what this could lead to. <laughs> the length I show of time. up with a chair. The length of time sparked joy. Because <laughs> I, I was able to dis disassociate it from uh, it happening uh, from you. Really, what the, what's at the, the core here is that you are the type of partner who, apropos of nothing decided that you wanted to be a more generous oral uh, sex giver, like without any, without expecting anything in return. You were just like, you know what? I don't go down on you enough. I'm going to start doing it. I think regardless of like, if I, it wasn't exclusively the, you know, the busting nuts and stuff, but it feels kind of like if you're with somebody that's that kind of thoughtful blowjobs aside but just you know somebody that that is uh a giver yeah I, I would say i think that makes you uh marriage material and it's not necessarily tied to the blowjob the blowjob is an extension of the type of person you are yeah i mean and i should say this goes either way like if i ever wanted to make sure that like my lover was giving me the things that i wanted whether it be the chairs or if i wanted some <laughs> sort obsessed. of favors in return i would also um use this quote life hack in which i would go down on them to the point where they they, they were giving me treats they were giving me sweets, and they were giving me <laughs> seats, quite frankly. I want that That's what you want Miller. I want the Ames. Yeah, I need a place to park my ass and sit down and enjoy myself. But, yeah, I think, like you said, the dopamine rush was from oral sex in this specific um, instance. But the idea of you wanting to be a more generous person in general, um, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe that had something to do with it. But I don't think you need to bring it up or... Uh, I don't think that this is dangerous or bad in any way. Yeah. The other factors to consider are like when I don't like, I think that you start thinking about proposing a lot longer before you actually start activating on it. Like if he started ring shopping around this time, he's probably been, he'd been thinking about it or, be, you know, longer. It's not like a casual thing to like set up the engagement um, without like thinking about it ahead of time. But even if he was on the fence and she blew him towards one side or another, I don't know mm. if there's, she's like worried. I don't know if that's anything to worry about. I don't think he's doing it just to get a chair out of you. If that's what you're thinking, I doubt like that's <laughs> yeah, the situation. It's, it's not, 
it's not head for chairs. That's not yeah. what's happening. Unless it's like a really dope ass seat. I wouldn't see that. <laughs> I wouldn't consider it anything. What's nefarious. a dope ass seat besides a Herman a Miller, which you keep on bringing up? If you're a, a lazy chair boy or a Barca lounger, <laughs> I was going to say, a big boy that you can just sort of ugh, fall back into. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, something like that, maybe. But yeah, probably not. I think he genuinely does want to be with you forever, right? It's not about the weird bet he made to get a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Who did he make a bet with to get a chair, do you think? Exactly. I don't think anybody, unless it's like his cousin. <laughs> and they what? had this Feels devious... like you're the only person that would do that. <laughs> Is this your cousin? Did you make a bet with your cousin I've to been at a to his standing girlfriend so desk. he could get you a chair? <laughs> I've been at a standing desk for so long that I've started coveting these fucking... <laughs> yeah, recliners, I guess. And I, I see them. A couple weeks and it's ago, like this your advice response. was to get a standing desk, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, now I can't fucking look at a seat without getting half chubbed for it. That's like a weird sexual Pavlovian response. I don't know if I've You don't have any other myself. seats in your house? Did you get rid of your chairs? No, it's here, but you know what they say chair today, gone tomorrow. I got rid you of have most to of cherish the what you have. You have <laughs> nice. ways. Actually, you were just saying that they got rid of one of your favorite drinks from the Starbucks. So you understand what it's like to love something and then one day it goes away forever. Yeah, that's right. I I I believe I've talked about on the show that I that I get the the dark cocoa almond milk uh, cold brew. <laughs> yeah, and then started started off as a treat, you know, on the weekends. Yeah, uh, led into uh, you know. <laughs> To kick off a Monday to celebrate a Friday, if I had sounds like an AA meeting, hard workout. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of is. And then before I fucking knew it, I was getting a venti cold brew with dark cocoa almond foam every (laughs) single morning. I'd have a bad day if I didn't get one. And it got to the point where I was like, (laughs) I need to stop drinking this drink. And it would often happen as I was in the car on the way home from Starbucks drinking my drink. And I'd be like, you know what? Tomorrow I'm just going to get a fucking black coffee like I used to. And every single day I I said it to myself, but in the morning I would forget because I just had that <laughs> expectation and that wish fulfillment. And then today my brother texted me a screenshot of the Starbucks app with the with the drink that we always order. And, and it said out of season, out of season. <laughs> like they took it off the menu. Like mocha's not in for the spring or something, even though it was on the menu in the summer. And <laughs> yeah, I don't and know, I man. felt I, <laughs> maybe nobody me, wanted it. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm, I'm finishing a story. I it was it was more than it was a more than a gut punch. It was an ass kick. It was a slap in the face more than a slap on the wrist. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a knock yeah, upside down. You head. wanted this. So you can't get shots of milk anymore or something. Shot through the heart. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I wanted to give up on this drink and the drink gave up on me first. And that's, that's what hurts the most. Yeah. No, no, that's not fine. (laughs) That's what hurts the most. It's nice. So you'll get something else. Something else will be your seasonal drink or whatever the fuck. Who cares? Not about a seasonal. I got to eat around. (laughs) I got it year round. Dark and almond cocoa powder. What was it? It's cold brew. And then they mix the cocoa powder, the mocha fudge sauce. Yeah. 
interesting. Mickey Stosh. The mocha sauce, dark cocoa <laughs> almond powder, and the almond milk, and then it gets blended up and it gets poured in my cold brew. Nice. It's all about the sauce. <laughs> Have you thought of, you know, combining your passion for this drink and your newly found joy in cooking, and perhaps you can make this or an equivalent at home? Yeah, 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 I have. The issue, <laughs> the real issue is ice. Because I can get the shot. <laughs> <I can. laughs> Sorry, you can get this very proprietary Starbucks cocoa powder, but you can't get ice? What are you talking about? Ice is so much more common. Yeah, place. I can. It's the it's the chip ice at Starbucks. It's that fucking, it's like filling up an it's filling up a cup with crunchy, crispy ice. That's what's nice. That's why they call me fucking liquid nice. All right? <laughs> I thought they called you Guyton Ice, which is obviously more apropos because it's ice themed. So I was going to say they called me Guyton Ice, but then I think that's your nickname. Actually, so you like ice yours. so much that they call you liquid nice, which is the one thing <laughs> ice work. is not. It ultimately didn't work because I realized midway through that you were getting ice, but I had to finish it. All right. So thanks for calling me out. Thanks for calling me out. I basically had a pitch perfect soliloquy and fucking stumbled on the one yard line. That's all you're going to remember. Not cool. D- damn. Does this mean... I mean, if that you, you went the dirty? Yeah, for not fucking... <laughs> No, Not giving me an attaboy for for really crushing uh, what I think was, uh, I mean, bringing a pretty vulnerable piece of myself to the <laughs> podcast, for which I obviously am going to win the golden mic because I think that that connection, that that raw um, <laughs> emotion, that's what people respond to. That's what people respect. That's what I respect. And I appreciate the golden mic and winning it for not necessarily a joke, but for just being real. I think that's really awesome. And I appreciate I that. I can be obviously. real. I've been real before. And you said that was turdy worthy behavior. No one wants to get to know the real us. It's all about make them laugh, make them laugh, make them smile, make them crack up which I'm trying to do, but then you said I get the turn yeah. for this week. Sometimes you try too hard. Sometimes you try too hard. The whole fucking, the chair thing was tacky. Oh, <laughs> it, it stemmed from a question. How is it tacky? We were trying to answer it. I thought it was, it was a, over the top. A solid it was a little tacky. <laughs> it was really. a little tacky. <laughs> you hammed it up and you phoned it in, if I'm being honest. The Beasley said thing, you've... the Mike Beasley thing. What? The Mike Conway thing? The, the Mike Conley yeah, no. You don't, even, you don't even remember. <laughs> you don't even remember what I said. You're saying it's tacky. Um, um, but yeah, no, I do appreciate winning the GM and you got the big T. T's for turdy. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I have it, I guess, every episode. I'm starting to realize, regardless of what I do, right? every single one but most for sure um okay um great nice you got it you lost the drink but you got the fucking award congratulations do you still go to starbucks every day uh no i'm doing the home cold brew thing so like i just buy a a jug of cold brew and i add oat milk to it which i guess is more of cold brew do you it's caught it's cost effective do you do you do the concentrate or do you do the uh the full, just like 
you know, a, like a liter jug of just straight cold brew? I think it's like half concentrate. So like I add enough almond milk or oat milk to the cold brew where it's like almost a one to one or a two to one ratio. Nice. How but many do you drink I don't drink even know day? if it's cost of uh, one in the morning. Yeah. I don't think it just is one. cost effective because the jug is 10 bucks. I guess it might be if, I, if it lasts me like four or five days. It's still like two yeah, to three bucks. It's like, right. It's like barely cost effective. The most cost effective, I guess, is what buying beans and making it yourself but it's hard to to get cold yeah. brew right cold brew like i i'd make iced coffee at home but that's just like hot coffee that i put in the fridge i think that's what it is like i saw i saw this instagram ad for uh the blue bottle cold brew thing which is probably like a lot fancier than it needs to be and it was like just this huge jug that you put coffee beans in and then you fill it up with water and you literally leave it in your fridge overnight and that's uh that's what cold brew is. You just have to let it go for longer and let it give it enough time to cool off. So I guess maybe that's the most cost efficient thing. Yeah. That's a, I mean, I, I think that my new, my newfound uh, love of cooking, which I would describe as me becoming like a chef. Um, I know I'm you would. A gastronomicist, gastronomist, gastroeconomist. Yeah, learn what it economist. is before you say I that you trying. are that. I'm trying, okay? <laughs> You're trying I'm to learn trying. what it I'm means. I'm being real. That's all it is. That's all <laughs> nice. it is. And I appreciate that people appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I think if I would, a goal of mine, I would endeavor this summer to be making my own cold brew. I'll put it mm. out there. It's pretty easy. It seems. It seems pretty easy. Um, yeah. It does. But yeah, does. I've never ground well, I guess beans. I make... I've never done that. I've never gotten the coffee beans and ground them. And I've never used ground beans and used like a filter, like the way 99% oh, you've never even made your own do. coffee. Never. Never made my I, own coffee. Yeah. I, basically, I, do, I make my own coffee a solid amount, but I think I'm always, I, I, it's hard to do consistently. I feel like every time I make coffee, it's, a, it's like a little bit better than a coin flip that it's going to come out well. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. I, I'm not like a coffee snob, so I'm sure it's whatever I make will be fine for me. But yeah, I can see it like being watered down or not strong enough or too strong. That's really the issue. I think that for me, it's like if it's if it's watery, I like I don't mind when it's burnt. I like strong coffee and I like a bitter coffee taste. But if it tastes too watery, that's what I that's when I'm pissed. Yeah. And if it doesn't Just, taste like mocha sauce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's clear that you just like chocolate milk man <laughs> like you're obsessed with the mocha sauce the cocoa foam I, yeah yeah actually yeah. the cocoa foam really is not doing much it's really it's the, the sauce, sauce. It's the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah yeah i get it that's what it does the sauce. which yeah. I actually that's why i tried this morning when it was out of season i tried to just go in and make my own basically frankenstein the drink because i knew the ingredients <laughs> and what they didn't have what you couldn't add you could add any it's flavor the ice. Not, the sauce. <laughs> not the sauce not the sauce yeah you also need plastic cups if you want to complete the experience at home Drinking it yeah, out of well, a glass the cups versus that plastic. I, I don't. I don't miss. I, I used to bring my own uh, cup to Starbucks, but they stopped letting you do that because of the pandemic. Mm, wow. I don't. We're I don't. I prefer anyway. not to have a Starbucks cup because I don't like to advertise how much I like it, except for on this podcast. But I don't like walking down the street holding a big like start like venti Starbucks mocha cold brew. That's venti like, is the, the big one. 
Yeah, Venti's Trenti's the biggest, biggest, but Venti's the the like the max normal person size. And the way the cold brew dark cocoa almond foam <laughs> looks, like it's really nice when it's full, but as soon as you take that first sip, like all the foam is like kind of cakey and weird on the top. It just it looks like it's starting to dry and congeal on the sides. It's a nasty looking <laughs> drink. I'd hate to like see someone on the street when I was halfway done with it. <laughs> yeah. All right. A lot of shame, I guess, but they took the drink away from you, so you don't have to worry about it anymore. I was giving up the drink anyway. I was <laughs> you can't you can't fire me. I quit the drink. You're yelling into the Starbucks app on your phone. I actually oh, I actually cut you. I'm out of season with you, quite frankly. I will I, I will take my money today. I, I just would got like an, to know. I just got an iced coffee. Just tell me who your wholesaler is, because I would like a pallet of the sauce. <laughs> yes. That's that's 144 gallons of the sauce, and that'll last me a year, because it never expires, because it's syrup. Uh, all right, that's it. That's our time. Thanks for listening. Right. If you have your own questions or theme songs, send them on down to show at gmail.com. Of course, the opening one was that Kelsey Ayer uh, mm. jam, If I Were You, per aptly oh, yeah. named. And this closing one, I'm very excited. I called for it last week, and all my favorite songs by Weezer parody. Again, Congrats. just because Jacob Legrand did it doesn't mean that you guys shouldn't also do it, because right. I like the song so much. will play every single one. That's right. Uh, don't have anything to plug, but if you can settle, wow, settle an argument with my friend Ryan, that would be legit. This is crazy. Who has better coffee, Starbucks or Dunkin'? Thanks for all that you do. Whoa. Love the Patreon Starbucks. and the live show. Have We're... I guess you're an East Coaster, but like it seems like the divide is West Coast likes Starbucks, East Coast loves Dunkin'. But maybe it's a specifically Boston thing. But you didn't grow up with yeah, that. I think it's, yeah, I think it's more of a Boston thing, and it is kind of a Connecticut thing. But like where we grew up in New Haven, it's you're a little bit. Uh, I felt more aligned with New York City than Boston um, or like Northern Connecticut or other parts of Connecticut where Dunkin' Donuts would kind of be the thing. I don't know. I also started drinking. Do you have Dunkin' in a pinch? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I like I like Dunkin'. I bet if I started drinking coffee earlier, I'd really like Dunkin'. But I started drinking coffee when I was like 24 or 25, and I was living in New York, and there really weren't Dunkin' Donuts. Maybe a couple, but it was a star- it was a Starbucks city. That's right. Still is. <laughs> God, makes it's a you Starbucks think. world. I'd love to be real with you guys for a second. Fucking mermaid. No, I don't think so. You don't get the opportunity to do that. You don't get the fuck. You don't deserve it because you and the turdy. No one wants to hear authenticity from the turdy guy, right? Yeah. You. I was gonna say. Yeah. You get that. I get that. Like I was gonna try to because you want like the buzzer. Right. Yeah, but nobody wants to know who you are or about you or anything Mm -hmm. because you're the turdy man. Well, you, you can are the turdy man. You are the turdy <laughs> link. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'm yeah. saying you could probably, you could yeah. obviously change yeah, it yeah, as yeah, the yeah, person. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Jacob Legrand's <laughs> All My Favorite Song. <laughs> Weezer parody. Thank you guys for listening. Another, yeah. another shit episode from Blumenfeld, <laughs> yeah. I guess, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Solid performance from Jay Money, from The Pinch, from Guyton Ice, from Liquid Nice. Give Amir the chance he's never had. 
All these stupid turdies make him mad Half the time his jokes are not that bad, bad, bad He deserves a mic that's golden clad Give him here the golden mic Ooh, ooh, ooh Give him here the golden mic was a HeadGum original. Hey there, podcast listener. Good news. We're doing another HeadGum Happy Hour in New York City. Whoa, that's amazing news. Amir, why don't you tell the folks when and where it is? Okay, fine. It's Tuesday, May 7th at 7.30 p.m. at the Bell House. Okay, and why don't you tell everybody who the fucking hosts are? Yeah, that would be us. It would be, uh, we're hosting it. It's Jake and Amir. Okay, and how about this, you little piece of shit? Why don't you tell everybody who is going to be performing? Who is this show featuring? All right, I don't appreciate being called that, but it is featuring Charlie Bardet, Natalie Rodder, Lateman of Exploration And why Live. don't you tell them, excuse me, why don't you tell them who else it's featuring? Yeah, Millie Tamara's and Elise Morales of the Go Touch Grass podcast and some surprise guests as well. More, yes. And Mir, why don't you go ahead and close this out now? You say something like, thanks for listening. We'll see you at the yeah. show or something like that. Why don't you go ahead yeah. and do that? Okay, I will. It's, hmm? it's, Can uh, you do that? So go buy a ticket at headgum.com slash live and we'll see you there. All right, bye.